look, you're really genuinely ethically trying to serve that person. If, if I have some life-saving strategy and this person's sort of resistant to that, but I know genuinely that if they did my program, whatever that is, maybe it's a, a diabetic reversal program that I would right. sell. Yeah. I know I can def definitely help that person. And, but they're all in their head and they're all, you know, trying to, uh, they're, they're not, they're not, um, uh, really dropped down into their heart. They're not connecting with me on a deeper yeah, way. They, then there's resistance. The, this is, it reminds exactly. It reminds me of a story. I was working with people in the funeral services industry and I was doing a presentation and a woman said, you know, well, how long have you been in the funeral services industry for? This was literally her tone with me as opposed to, well, so Joe, how long have you been in the funeral services industry for, right? You notice a difference in tone? So her tone was accusatory, right in my face. And so I, I, and I, I took my two-step process. So first I acknowledged her and I said, well, you know what? I really appreciate that question. Acknowledge the person. I don't acknowledge the objection. So step one, acknowledge. Then I asked her a question. I said, do you believe that my experience in the funeral services industry has anything to do with my ability to help you master handling objections? And she had to reflect and she said, no. So because I didn't have any experience in funeral services, just like I have people that are in the dojo that do rejuvenative, rejuvenative medicine, um, chiropractors, people that do aesthetics. I'm not an expert in any of those fields. What I've been able to do for them, though, is literally 10x their business because I know how to help them handle objections in their space. Because the objections, like you mentioned, are very similar. It's too expensive, can't afford it, want to think about it, need to speak to my spouse. What kind of deal can you give me? So whether you're selling cars, real estate, or you're selling your wife on the idea of where you're going out to dinner, <laughs> there's a way to be able to acknowledge and ask a question. And then we, and we dig, we dig deep. So what yeah. we do is we can do you, can, can you give us uh, just a, a sampler platter, if you will, of sure. some strategies that they can use tomorrow, today, immediately. Yeah. Yep. Uh, maybe sure. they either answer these objections or just like how to influence someone. Like how do I influence so, my kids? How do I influence my wife or my spouse? Sure. So it, it, it comes down to acknowledge and ask a question. And a lot of this is mindset. And I want to be abundantly clear. What we do in the dojo is we practice live. So it's live role play based on the objection of the week. And then what we do over time is we start doing stacking and then we master your, your discovery process because once we get to ask the right questions, we know what the pain points are. Then what happens at the end of any sales presentation or sales call? You, you mentioned the price. And then when you mention the price, no matter what the cost, whether it's $5,000 or $500,000, people react. There's an, they react. And people, by the way, if you know your avatar really well, some people react on purpose because it's part of their negotiation strategy. So even if they think 500,000 is a great deal, I'm still going to react this way because they want to try to hammer you down. And here there's rules. One of the rules that we want to help people with is the fact that when emotions go up, what happens to your intelligence? goes down. When emotions go up, intelligence goes down. So if you practice somebody going, what the hell? How much is that? Are you crazy? If, if you hear that on repeat, then when it happens in real life, you can keep your cool. And when somebody says, man, that's way too expensive, you can keep your cool. And you go, hey, Vikram, thanks for letting me know how you feel. I'm just curious, what exactly are we comparing this to? Now, let me break this down for you, right? Somebody says, wow, that's expensive. I didn't agree with them. I thanked them for letting me know how they feel. Or I can say, yeah, I appreciate you giving me your opinion. What's my head saying? I'm saying no. 
So I'm using body language and, and I'm giving them a different message that they're picking up subconsciously, right? So I'm not going, thanks for letting me, I'm not agreeing with them with my, I'm not nodding yes, right? I'm going, well, thanks for letting me know. I'm, I'm looking at my, the look on my face will be a little bit of confusion. Well, thanks for letting me know how you feel, Vic. I'm just <laughs> curious, what exactly are we comparing this to? Right. And I didn't say, this is the, the normal reaction. When somebody says, Vicar, man, that's expensive. People go, what are you comparing it to? Or they go, compared to what? And they're pushing people away with that yeah, that's, that's that's It's, it's uh, almost confrontational. Or the second op- reaction I see sometimes is, oh, uh, well, that's just our top tier program. Then let me, let me show you, let me share with you a cheaper version of it. Now. Right. And they As immediately opposed- drop down and negotiate right. against themselves. And so, so the steps are acknowledge and then ask the question. So what we say is instead of going, so what are you comparing it to and pushing people away in terms of being exclusive, we encourage using the right words in the right tone. So it's like, well, thanks for letting me know how you feel, Vic. I'm just curious. What exactly are we comparing this to? I didn't say you, I said we. And these little nuances as we practice them become second nature so that you don't even think. Like when you get to the black belt level in the SOS Dojo program, it's unconscious. You literally hear somebody say, hey, I need to speak to my spouse. And you know exactly what to say. You don't even think of it. It just comes out and it comes out as you. Yeah. So it's like picking up a guitar or riding a bicycle. Right. It becomes and it, natural. And I really want to stack on what you're saying, Joe. So guys, one, you're not parroting Joe Marcoux. Like no. you know, he's going to teach you some strategy, but you're not here to just be a, a drone or a clone of him. <clears throat> Eventually you uh, imbibe these strategies into your own. You make it your own. You use your own you know, um, your own phrases, phrases sayings, yeah. exactly. And the yeah. other thing is there's levels of uh, competency, right? There's unconscious incompetence. You don't know what the heck you don't know. Next right. is conscious incompetence. incompetence. Oh, you realize, oh my God, I don't know a lot, but I, at least I'm aware of it. Then he, what he's doing is like- Then his it's strategy, conscious competence where you're having to work at it. Yes. And it's like, this is hard and I'm getting yeah. better at the skill. You're like thinking, okay, uh, someone's throwing a punch at you. You're you're physically thinking block and you block. And then there's like where you're just walking down the street and someone tries to throw a punch and you're still eating an apple and boom, your hand comes up. Muscle memory. Muscle memory. Think about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that level- That's called is, uh, uh, unconscious un- competence. Unconscious yeah. competence. Exactly. And we help people develop that in their own words in their own style. 